0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, June 28th, 2015. Accountability. From special guest, Pastor M.K. Babu from Delhi, India. Good morning. So this is my third time in uh, Connection Church. And I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very much for giving me another opportunity to be with you. This morning, I thank God for all of you who have gathered here. And it's my prayer that God may speak to your hearts as I stand with his word here. Before going to my sermon, (coughs) a few words about our ministry. I live in Delhi. 15 years back, that is exactly in the year of 2000, uh, we started this ministry. And uh, our main focus is on um, evangelism, discipleship, and charity. Uh, We started it with a handful of people, seven people. And now we are in seven states and Nepal. we have planted churches, and uh, uh, we trained uh, more than a thousand people to to share the gospel, and also God enabled us to help uh, help the underprivileged whenever there was a need, and in the and uh, among the slum children. And as we are uh, striving ahead God has uh, given us a vision to gather together the people of the nearby nations around India small small nations like Pakistan, Afghanistan, Myanmar, <coughs> Tibet, Bangladesh, uh, Maldives, Sri Lanka and to work out how we can work together and spread the Gospel of Jesus Christ in all these nations, effectively. So please continue to pray with us as we are going with this vision. Once again, uh, from from the depth of my heart, I want to give thanks to Pastor Kerry and Ellen for giving me this opportunity to be with you. So the title of my sermon is uh, accountability and accountability means there is someone to ask you a question, what are you doing or why are you doing this and how are you doing this and the fact is most of us don't like that question, that offends us. The children say, don't ask us a question. The husband says, don't ask me a question. The wife says, don't ask me a question. I want to live my life. And whenever there is a question, the problem starts. (coughs) If nobody is asking the question, it's okay. And we have become so passive in this matter, but we must understand we are accountable to God and accountable to one another. We cannot get rid of it. When God has given us something, He has every right and authority to ask us a question. What about those things that I have given you? I want to read a portion. Matthew chapter 24 verse 45. When then is the faithful and sensible slave whom his master put in charge of his household to give them their food at the proper time every one of us is called out with a purpose God has a set purpose on our life this is what I say quite often there is no office called believer in the church we all have something to do God has bestowed something upon us to be done The first thing when God called us he imparted his character in our life we know that through grace by the grace of God we are all saved we didn't uh, pay a price for that but God paid the price for that he sent his son he loved us and he became an atonement sacrifice for us in order to all of us receive His grace. And we must understand this when we say we received the grace of God. We received His word. We received His character in our life. And we received His purpose in our life. We received His spirit in our life. so when god asks us a question we are supposed to answer and we see many incidents in the bible god asked them questions and some of them couldn't answer properly god created adam and eve in his image and put them in the garden of eden And God had a great purpose regarding their life. But in the midst of that, we see God is asking a question to Adam, where are you? He he was fleeing from the presence of God. So he asked him, where are you? See, this is one thing that is coming to my heart this morning is, had ever Adam and Eve known what they are going to lose by eating that fruit. They would have never done that. As they ate the food fruit, they were drawn out of the garden. And God asked Cain. question where is your brother and he said am I the keeper of my brother and Lord Jesus Christ asked Simon Peter do you love me he was the first one elected as the disciple and he was walking with Jesus he had all the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, He is the Messiah, He is the Anointed One, and He had the the, the word of eternal life in Him. And He saw Jesus transforming in the Transfiguration Mount. He had all those things, but at, at last we see, He put out His sword, He trusted in His strength, and he denied Jesus, and then running away from Jesus. But in every question, when God asks a question, we must understand there is a restoration in that. God is asking the question because he wants to restore us. He wanted to restore Adam. He wanted to restore Cain. Jesus wanted to restore Peter. That's why he asked the question. So someone who is above us, to whom we are accountable, asking a question means God needs a restoration in our life. He wants to give a restoration in our life. It's not for our harm. It's because God loves us he wants to restore us, that's why He is asking question. And whatever He has given us, He has every right and authority to ask us questions, and we are accountable. The first thing I want to tell you is uh, God gave His character in our life. And we see that in the life of Joseph, when God <coughs> elected Joseph to become the person to save his family, his clan, in the time of famine, he gave him a vision. So, The first thing, God gave him a vision and he was very particular to keep that vision alive in his life so he was a man of obedience and uh, he was a man of integrity he was a man of character he was a man of credibility he was a man of forgiving and God fearing he was a man of understanding he was a man of faithfulness and we put all this together, he became the, a man of uh, accountability. Obedience is needed in our life. Obedience is not just a discipline, obedience is our lifestyle. Whether someone is there over us or not, Spontaneously an obedience comes out of our heart out of our life That's obedience Whatever be the situation And another thing we see (coughs) when God called God elected Joseph the vision was To make him a patriarch to make him a link who connects everyone in the kingdom of god and the situation god granted in his life was it was it was not so good we know that his brothers sold him out to be a slave And he was a slave in Egypt, in another nation. And allegations were made uh, on him. And he was sent to the dungeon. He was sent to prison. And from there, God took him and uh, placed him in the position of prime minister of Egypt. Now during during his lifetime, Joseph had gone through many difficult situations. And in those situations, though those were the immediate situations in the in his life, in those situations he could have become. Depressed or rebellious, adulterous or murderer, manipulator or hypocrite, cruel and arrogant. He could have become all those things. But we see a different, very different character in uh, Joseph. He walked with God. His integrity was greatly appreciated in his master's house so he was elevated to a top position in Potiphar's house when he got opportunity to sin to develop an illicit relation with uh, his master's wife he he denied it he said refused it he said no I'm not going to do that he had a discerning, he said everything in this house is under my authority, but you, you are his wife you are not under my authority so I will not do this and I'll not, I'm not going to sin against God he kept his integrity, he kept his character He was noble, but at the same time, we know that he was thrown to prison. He was sent to prison. Now on the other side, had he developed a relation with this lady, the next step was, you know, after adultery, murder. He would have murdered Potiphar, her husband. Then again he would have been sent to prison. And that could have been his uh, dead end. And God would ask him a question. Joseph, where are you now? But here, he was was in the prison. Though he was innocent, though he was a He was not a culprit, he was not a criminal, he was not an adulterer, he was not a murderer, still he was in the jail. And he endured that situation, he trusted in his God, he kept his integrity even in the jail, he had credibility in the jail. So God opened a tunnel from the dungeon to the throne of Egypt, and he was brought out of the dungeon straight away to the throne of Egypt. So whatever God gave him, God imparted his character in his life, in in Joseph's life, And Joseph kept it intact. And he was growing in that. This is what God wants today from every one of us. When he poured out his grace upon us, he imparted his character in our life. And we were transformed in a moment. We were born again. God called us, we are His children. And He gave us a new life. And we know that a baby is born, we all want the baby to grow. We don't want to see after 20 years the baby is still a baby. <laughs> so, God, when God imparted His character in our life, He wants us to grow in everything. And when we are tested, see, when Joseph was tested, he passed it with a hundred percent mark. And he wants us the same thing. There will be trials and testing in our life. Here and there. And God wants to see how much we have grown in his grace that is accountability God has given me something so I am accountable when God asks me where is that I have grown up to here the Word of God says we are called to grow up to the stature of Christ Jesus in his character in his image we have a role model Jesus Christ in front of us for everyone to grow So those, so Joseph was much concerned he was much focused about what is going inside him not what is going around him today people are much concerned about what is going around them that's not going to affect us adversely very much no but what's going inside me, my thoughts, my imaginations? And God, what God had bestowed upon me, if I'm not growing in that, that's going to cause a real harm in my life. And the second thing, He gave His word to us. I know? 15 years back, I told you, when we started the church with seven people, today it has turned into thousands and thousands. And they were idol worshipers. They were practicing witchcraft, black magic, animism. They were worshiping human beings, mountains. But today, they have thrown everything and they accepted Christ as their Savior, and they are worshiping the living God. God transformed their life. This word has the power. It holds the power to change anyone in this world. Anyone. When he gave this word to our hands, God will ask us, what did you do with that word? Of course, the first thing, I should apply that to my life. And the second thing, I must uh, give it away to others. Christ Jesus said uh, a parable (coughs) about talents. He said, a man, when we in his journey, for a long journey, and uh, he called his servants and gave one five talents, and the second one two talents, and the third one one talent. When he came back, he asked, uh, what have you done with those things that I have given you? And the first one came, he said, I have earned another five with those five. And his master said, good and faithful servant, now you will enter into my joy. And the second one came, and he said, I also earned two talents. For him also, he appreciated and the third one came and said this is your one talent i didn't do anything i dug and i kept it there because i was scared of you and this servant was not faithful we know that he got place outside in the darkness. If you say, I don't have any talent, I want to say, one talent this Bible is given to you. In some of the places in our church, you know that literacy is a big challenge in our nation. Many of them are not educated, they cannot read or write but they gave a copy of new testament to someone and the next sunday we see that man coming to the church saying i have read it and uh, that changed my life you don't have to be a big preacher you don't have to be a big teacher to share this gospel. In the previous year, 2014, one day, our church members, December 25th, Christmas Day, we distributed 100,000 Gideon's New Testament Bible. In one day, That's also less than seven hours. And people were grabbing it. They were coming and saying, okay, give us one, give us one. And you know that there is a lot of opposition and persecution going on in India. And at the same time, 10% 10 of the population is persecuting us and 90% says we need this. So we want to focus on that 90%. We go, we go to those 90%. And we have seen those who received this New Testaments in two, three months in those, in those areas, you know, we distributed all the churches. They said, our congregation is increasing day by day. People read the Bible and they started coming to church and the third thing probably you are not uh, very prominent very significant you think that no I don't have uh, all those talents to preach the word to go to people but every single one God has attached with you God will ask one day the accountability what happened with those people whom i attached with you i have a story just want to read it this is about uh, how the sales In two boats. They burned their cargo and uh, they were in shame when they reached at the destination. Two boats left Memphis about the same time traveling down the Mississippi River to New Orleans. As they traveled side by side, sailors from one vessel made a few remarks about the snail pace of the other. Words were exchanged, challenges were made, and the race began. Competition became vicious as the two boats rode through the deep south. One boat began falling behind, not enough fuel. There had been plenty of coal for the trip, but not enough for a race. As the boat dropped back, an enterprising young sailor took some of the ship's cargo and tossed it into the ovens. When the sailors saw that the supplies burned as well as the coal, they fueled their boat with the material they had been assigned to transport. They ended up winning the race, but burned their cargo at the destination they were asked about the cargo by the owner and you can imagine the rest God has entrusted us to us towards our, ch- our children our spouse our neighbors our friends our colleagues our job is to do our part to seeing that this cargo reaches its destination when the program takes over priority our people we burn our cargo in order to achieve the number one slot in order to reach to the number one slot we sacrifice many things now the question today God asks us about accountability to the people regarding the people around us. How many people will never reach the destination because of the aggressiveness of us? We are very aggressive to go ahead by burning family or friends our neighbors or colleagues every single one of us has God has given this responsibility to bring them to the grace of God today the law of the land allows us to live freely no one will ask us a question. But every single one of us will be standing at the throne that will no, that won't be a throne of grace, that will be a throne of judgment. and there will be a question. Where is the cargo that I have given to you? We are accountable. To each other. We are accountable to God for what has, He has bestowed upon us. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church